Bump your neighbor and say, I hope he preaches fast now. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. If we're real honest, if God had asked men to have babies, there would have been like one. <laughs> I don't know what it is about ladies becoming mothers, but something happens. I remember when my beautiful wife, Crystal, and I, when she got pregnant uh, with our first baby, Haley, who is almost 10, she was up here today, uh, a minute ago. When she got pregnant with her, I had a very different, um, what's the word, uh, view of Crystal, not really different, but I, I, let me just explain it and then, I, then I'll, I'll lay it out for you. When I met Crystal, I was, uh, it's technical term, I was what they call Twitter paid. Some of y'all don't have kids anymore. It's in Bambi, you know what I'm saying? Twitter paid. It's when the, the rabbit looks at the, the girl rabbit and then the, the, okay, never mind, moving on. I was Twitter painting. I, my eyes and hearts just shot out when I saw it. I said what Adam said, whoa, man. I knew I had to have that one. Not a one, that one. That's the one I want, that's the one I'm gonna get. I ran some other guys off, I don't mind telling them. Amen. I run them off today, it don't bother me a bit. That's mine, God gave it to me, we're one flesh. So anyway, when I met her, all I saw was a delicate rose, just gentle and pure and kind. And we got married, and we would we would we would go to the grocery store, and 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 I would put. I said, "No, baby, you go and get in the car. Let Daddy put these groceries in the car." Some of them had. I put them in the car, and she would get to the house, and we park, and she'd get out of the car, and she grabbed like a. Like the, like the bread. You know how they put the bread in one bag or maybe the egg? She grabbed the bread and she'd just be carrying it in, just floating. And I'd be like, sugar plum? Daddy get that. You don't, you don't have to worry about that. Let me get that for you. Well, there's some more. I get them. No, baby. I'll get them. And I'd go to the car and I would grab them. And take you a minute. But I would grab every loop of every single bag in the car till I had 26 bags in this hand and 32 bags in this hand. And I would pick those bags up because, bless God, I might tear a rotator cup, but I'm not making two trips. <laughs> and I'd come walking in, and I'd kick the door, and then I'd start making racket. And you men know why I was making racket. I was making racket so my woman could see how strong her man really was. So I would keep walking into that kitchen and I'd be like, <coughs> just making right. I'd kick the chair when I walk by and I'm like, <coughs> and I'd be like, so babe, what do you want for dinner? And then I would stop and I would take all those bags and I would curl them with one hand and I would put them on top of the counter and I would set them down and she'd go, oh, you're so strong. <laughs> I'd take that other hand out. I said, yeah, you watch this one, baby. It's my left. It's my left hand. I shouldn't be able to do this. <laughs> she said, I'll put them up, Daddy. I said, thank you. <laughs> but I just looked at her like she was this delicate flower. Like a delicate rose. 
She'd be washing her hands. And I'd want to say, oh, baby girl, don't let that water get too hot. I don't want it to burn. She said, the water's cold till it hits my hand. Like I said, then we got pregnant. It's <laughs> Mother's Day. Pray for your pastor. So then when she gets pregnant and, and everything changed, not something, not anything, she sat in the car, she buckled her seatbelt, and she pulled the bottom of the seatbelt out. She didn't want that seatbelt too close to that baby. She began to grow. And I thought, I don't want her to do anything alone. So I grew with her, you know. <laughs> we didn't think we're one. She used to sleep one way. Then she sleep the other way. Then the next month comes, she sleeps another way. But she got to the place with that baby where if you walked by her in the hall, she didn't just walk by you. She would walk by you like this. Hi, how are you? Hi. Because she was protecting, listen to this, what God had put on the inside. And I began to watch my wife before my very eyes begin to shift. And I remember when we had Haley. We spent 24 hours and one minute in the hospital because we were not at like one of those awesome ones. We were like in a not awesome one. And it was just better to not be there. So we, she had the baby. We go home. And I spent a, a couple of weeks, you know, really kind of staying around the house. And then I started thinking, man, what am I going to do? How, how is she going to be able to function? You know, because she can't carry more than a, a, a bag of bread. I mean, if daddy's not there to grab those groceries and stuff. And so I started deriving some plans. I'm like, baby, okay, here's the deal. Uh, when I get home, then we'll go to the store. When I do this, because I don't want I mean, how are you going to carry all that stuff? And I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And she goes, baby, I got it. I'm like, listen, I'm the carrier of things, okay? She goes, no, I got it, I got it. I said, baby, listen. She goes, watch. Takes the baby, puts the baby in the carrier, clicks the baby, gives the baby the pacifier, uh, grabs the baby carrier, sticks it on the crook of her arm, which all women have, that is just perfectly positioned to carry everything that's heavy that they act like they can't carry until you're not there, and then they can carry it, basically. And then she grabbed the, the diaper bag, and she slung it around her, her shoulder, and she grabs the keys with this hand, and she walks to the door, and she opens the door, and she pushes the door open, and she walks sideways through the door because she's got so much stuff. Then she takes her right foot, and she kicks the right foot, and she closes the door, and then she walks the truck, and, and she opens the back door, and she sticks the baby in, puts the diaper bag in, closes the door, and goes, see, I can do it. But there's something happens to a lady where they just transition into some kind of a superhuman when they have a baby. And sometimes in our lives, men and women, God will put something on the inside of you that you must carry for a certain amount of time. And when you carry 
to him. He didn't pick us, guys. He started with a mom. And not a mom that had a dad involved, a mom that did not. For the sake of time, I'm going to paraphrase what I would have read. The Bible says that an angel came to a virgin named Mary. Number one, it's very important to understand she was a virgin for several reasons. This is found in Luke chapter number one. The reason it's very important to understand that he came to a virgin is because no man had touched her. There was no taint of sin. The Bible says that after Adam, everybody is born into sin because the seed of Adam had sin in it ever since that he had fallen from grace. But the Bible says that God himself was going to make a baby that would be our Savior, the Son of the living God. It's also important to recognize not only was she a virgin just for the natural sake, she was a virgin for the sake of us to recognize that she was at least somewhat concerned about the precepts of God. Because if you decide that you're going to uh, try to do it God's way, it's going to cost you some things. It's going to cost you some experiences. And your mind and everything in this world, especially now that we live, is going to be telling you, oh, you're missing out. You're not, you're not experiencing whatever. The devil is a liar. God will catch you up just that fast. You're not missing out on anything when you decide to live holy. Amen. Amen. Let me just say this out. If you have not kept yourself, please do not feel uh, uh, ridiculed or otherwise. God so loves you that He will take you from where you are, take you to where you need to be, and move you all along the way. All I'm telling you is there are some things that Christians do, and there are some things that Christians should not do. And this young lady was found by the angel of God doing and not doing the things that godly people do and don't do. The Bible says the angel comes to her and says, you're going to have a baby. You're going to name him Jesus. And Mary goes, that's great. Hashtag how? (laughs) If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, start taking notes and write this down. It's okay to ask God questions. He's not scared of your questions. The difference is we have to make sure that we wait for the answer. But she says to the angels, she says, how am I going to have a baby? I don't have a husband. I've never had a husband. Gabriel says something very interesting. He basically says, that's a great question. But what's going to happen is sin. Verse 35, Luke chapter 1. The angel answered her and said, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. The angel said, Mary, you're going to have a baby boy. I want you to name him Jesus. He's going to be God's son. Mary, not checking her brain at the door, says, okay, how? Gabriel says, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. And that word in the Greek, it's a very interesting word. I wrote it down because it's not easy to pronounce. Eprokona. Which literally means, let me just tell you uh, another way it would be meaning. 
it would be like how sleep comes upon you. You are tired. You are laying in bed. You are watching Sports Center. And then all of a sudden, sleep just comes upon you. You were not asleep. Now you are asleep. You are not asleep. Now you are asleep. The, the, the Holy Ghost is going to take you where you are. And then in an instant, in a moment, in a, brief, in a, in a blink of an eye, something's going to change in your life. And you're going to begin to carry the promise of God, which will change every generation that ever has been. She says, oh, okay, I, I think I hear it. And the, the angel of God continues to say, and behold, your cousin Elizabeth also has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month of her pregnancy with her who was called barren. She couldn't have a baby either. But it was not because she was uh, uh, not with a man. It was because she was just barren. But God miraculously opened her womb. And God continues to, the angel of God continues to say, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. You see, the Holy Spirit. And, and. If you have not been with us on Wednesday night, we have been teaching uh, a very uh, detailed, uh, uh, very detailed uh, lessons on the Holy Spirit. What he's like. Number one, he's a he. He's not an it. He's not a thing. He's not a figment. He's not a feeling. He's none of those things. He is a he. He is one third of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So what we need to know is what does the Holy Spirit want to do in our life now? The reason that's important is because Jesus is in heaven, his Father's in heaven, and the Holy Spirit is who is here right now. So if you exclude the Holy Spirit from your life, either by default, uh, by ignorance, or by choice, you are literally telling God, I don't want you in my life right now. So the Holy Spirit comes and, and, and literally all of a sudden Mary was not pregnant. Now Mary is pregnant. The Bible says that not only was Elizabeth barren, but now she is not barren because the power of God's come on her. And the question remains is how did this happen? The angel gave us the answer. Well, with God, all things are possible. He said, what do you mean all things are possible? I'm trying to tell you, God will let you live debt free. I'm trying to tell you, God will take the sickness off of your life. I'm trying to tell you, God will restore your marriage. I'm trying to tell you, God will bring that part of the son and daughter home. I'm trying to tell you, God will not dictate your life. I'm trying to tell you, the sickness and disease will not have the final say in your life. It looks impossible, and it's God's job. You do what you can do, God does what you cannot do. The Holy Spirit comes and deposits a promise on the inside of Mary. And all of a sudden, she's got work to do. The first thing she has to do is she has to carry that promise. She has to protect that promise. Like my sweet little wife. Carrying and protecting. Carrying and protecting. Until it gets delivery time and, and then you would think it would get easier and all the moms said he ain't never had a baby <laughs> you think it would get easier right the, oh the dream is almost here the promise is almost here let me ask you this did it get easier or harder for Jesus the closer he got to the cross 
waste. Then it's your job to carry that dream, to protect that dream. And in the right moment, after you've ridden the donkey across the Middle Eastern plain, all that bouncing might have helped, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they told you to go for a walk. She's giving me that look that says I'm oversharing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we had more donkeys. We would be... <laughs> Pray for your pastor. <laughs> I'm sure y'all will have a good Mother's Day. <laughs> Only to have a baby in the morning. Can I say it differently? you deliver the dream that God's placed inside of you, it might not happen where you thought it would. It might not happen where you thought it would. It might not happen the way you thought it would. And can I just say this? Everybody might not celebrate you or somebody would have given up their room at the hotel. But the right people will. Here comes some wise men on some camel. Jesus, you want some gold? Jesus, you want some fragrances? Jesus, you want some myrrh? What is myrrh anyway? I don't know. Let's give it to Jesus. <laughs> you might not be celebrated by everybody. God's got some people in your life that are going to celebrate the dream. Crystal's sitting in the seat. She's not sitting normal. 
She's a cardinal on this way. She's sitting like this. Just staring at the baby. I'm like, she's asleep. She's like, I know. And she looks at me and she goes, could you even imagine life without her? The baby's seven days old. I'll tell you what I said. No, I'll tell you what I thought. My first thought was, yeah, I remember life without her. I remember it was like to go out to eat. I remember it was like to go to the movies. I remember it was like to sleep for six hours straight. I remember all that. I remember it was like when that room didn't smell like whatever babies made. How does a baby make something that big? I remember all that. <laughs> but instead, because I'm wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, I said, no, wow, glory. We should just pull over and stare at her. <laughs> all the women are like, there's no way you really thought that. And all the men are like, yes, she did. <laughs> there used to be two people in our bedroom. Now there's three. <laughs> Whatever, yo.
to work together for your good. But you just figure out where you are in the process. You say, well, I don't know. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew this You say, well, I know what I have to do, but, but it just seems so far away. Nine months seems a long ways away to a mom who gets pregnant, but it shows up like that. And let me tell you something else, too. You think, well, I don't know what I'm going to do uh, when it all comes to pass. You figure it out when that baby gets here. I don't know if I can make it without sleep. Okay. We're about to find out. 